You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central Show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by the Chops Power Injector System, the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA. Find them at barbecuekansascity.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. From injections to rubs to sauces, always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here for your Tuesday evening. You want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. 216-220-0966 is the phone. Email greg at the BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening tonight in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, it is officially the second Tuesday of the month. And you know what that means? In the first hour, the creator of the most popular barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth, AmazingRibs.com's very own Meathead Goldwyn will be joining us. We have a lot to get to with Meathead. Two weeks ago, going on three weeks ago, Friday, I spent a weekend up in the Windy City. On a Friday night, Meathead and I sucked back not one, but two bottles of of Silver Oak's finest Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, of the 11 vintage, and then of the Pride and Joy. Well, I don't want to speak for Meathead, but if it would have been my wine collection, my Pride and Joy bottle in the collection, a 2006 Silver Oak. So we'll get a little recap of Chicago from Meathead's perspective. The barbecue and grilling season is definitely upon us. So... 
What does that mean? A lot of people love to rehash or retread some of the popular topics each and every year, myths as we have dispelled on this show. So we'll talk to Meathead about that. The handful of really popular ones that are always surfacing. And you never know what else we're going to talk about Meathead with. So stay tuned for that. That's Meathead 914-935. Then in the second hour, and it would appear that it's all AmazingRibs.com all the time. But for the first time on this show, and I don't know why it's taken this long. But we're putting an end to it tonight at 1014. The keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com, Max Good, will join us. Now, you might be asking yourself, what does Keeper of the Flame mean? Great question. Allow me to tell you, Keeper of the Flame, uh, for those that aren't familiar with AmazingRibs.com setup, is Max Good, and he does all of the grill and barbecue pit reviews for AmazingRibs.com. So if you've ever been on there and you've trolled through the veritable cornucopia of cookers, for evaluation because look here's the deal times are tough they've been tough for times are tough they've been tough for a long time so a lot of folks don't have an exorbitant amount of expendable cash to just throw away on a cooker and if it isn't really what you wanted eh, no big deal i'll have more money and i'll spend it again in a month or two we're not living like that right now Maybe it changes down the road. However, at this point, that's not the case. So Max allows you to really do some due diligence in an unbiased forum or platform, I should say, where you get his perspective. So we'll see a little background about Max, how he got mixed up with his meathead. And then more importantly, we'll get a little inside scoop on what it takes to really independently evaluate a cooker, what checklists does he go through? Is there a checklist? Is it subjective? We'll see it. We'll, you will get an inside look at how professional the evaluation process is. So you'll feel probably that much better when you do make a purchase that when you've consulted AmazingRibs.com and is done in the most utmost professional manner, and you are getting a real-time account from somebody that knows what they're doing, and they've put a process to the madness, if it were. You're not just showing up and somebody's like, yeah, that cooker's a piece of crap, or that cooker's the best one ever. There's meat head behind this information, folks. Okay, I did it. So that's Max Good at 1014. And then at 1035, Longtime sponsor of the show, getting an update in the pellet world business. Chris Becker from cookingpellets.com will join us. I don't know about you, but pellets are being sent to lands far, far away. Not galaxies far, far away yet, although I do hear that Mars is perhaps even closer than we would imagine. Tonight... Because I do have a beer sponsor, finally. I can't believe it took that long. Uh, I was IPA two weeks ago. Remember, I was off last week. Uh, tonight, whoa, we have the 17th State Kolsch. Wow. It just jammed up my color. All right. I just fixed it. Now, if you've never had a Kolsch, 
First of all, what I really like about this is a 16-ounce can or a pounder, as we call it here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. But a Kolsch is what I – and I'm no beer expert. Matt Boer, I believe, is the beer expert of the chat room and of the Central Lights. And one day we're going to do a beer and barbecue segment, and he's laughing right now because I've told him we're going to do that. And with me, if it's not on the top of my head, it, it just kind of gets put back in the bullpen. But the Kolsch would be – I'm not a beer guy, but I, and I've rarely heard – well, okay, I've never heard the term Kolsch before. So this would be tantamount to a light beer offering – but with a little bit more substance in the mouth palate. That's redundant. So it's not just like your mass market Bud Light, Coors Light kind of stuff. This has a little bit more heft to it when you take it in your mouth. So that's what's on tap tonight. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. By the way, uh, 17, the number 17 State Brew Co. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about these guys, it's delicious. They do have an IPA, and they are coming out with a wheat beer that I'm supposed to get a growler of here sooner than later. I just got a case of the 17th State Brew IPA in Kolsch literally minutes ago from Chris Mackey, who we've had to reschedule. He'll be in next month. Talk about beer. Hey, uh, I got an exclusive. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. That's right. This is Greg Rampey reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. Douchebag alert, folks. One of the teams that I am following this season is Backdraft Barbecue. They're in the 30-plus category follow. The pitmaster of that team, Ryan Grubb, was in Salt Lake City this past weekend competing in a Sam's Club local event. And upon arriving home, he found that some bag had helped themselves to his one-of-a-kind stainless steel smoker. If you haven't seen it on social media, this is what it looks like. Put your eyes on this, especially if you are in the Brighton, Brightonton, Colorado area or the greater, Den, greater Denver, Colorado area. There's not a lot of cookers like this that are being towed around and or hidden. So if you are in that region of the country... Please take a long, hard look. Believe it or not, this story has been on the local news at Ryan's a particular city. I believe the Brighton, Brighton, Brightonton, Brighton, whatever. Look at this smoker. What kind of a person steals another man's smoker? Come on. Every once in a while, my wife goes, you know, you have like eight cookers on the backyard. I'm like, yeah. She's like, somebody could just roll up through the backyard and take that. I'm like, who would do that? Nobody's going to steal a cooker. This, some a-hole backed up with a Reese ball hitch. Ball. And took this dude's smoker. If you locate it, not only will you get a bottle of barbecue sauce from me, but feel free to produce your weapon and shoot this mother effer right in the face. If you find this particular cooker and it can be tracked back to your gumshoeedness, you will get a segment on this show. We'll talk about how you took this criminal circuit down. Very douchey of you, sir, to steal Ryan Grubb's cooker. 
P.S. A really, really good barbecue cook, by the way. All right, Meathead coming up out of the break. Look, folks, if you didn't know already, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue and the number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs from flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending. Their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition that there is. Don't think that BPS can just be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain. BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews. BPS rubs have proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's also has the online meat locker. All the Snake River Farm stuff shipped right to your door. Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. They're committed to bringing you the best barbecue flavors on the market, so check out their website, BigPapaSmokers.com, for all the latest reveals. They've also created a unique brand ambassador program, BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this within only, I think, six years of being in business turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products and service, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. And it is still just the beginning for Big Papa Smoke. Wow. They're a juggernaut out there right now. Juggernaut. All right. Meathead is coming up out of the break. Again, uh, because I see Kolsch being thrown around... I don't know how this stuff uh, ships. I'm not a uh, liquor licensed guy, but go to 17statebrewco, 17statebrewco.com, and see what they got up their sleeve. Kolsch is delicious. I'm enjoying it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take an extended break to have a couple chugs before we get it on with Meathead. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, yo. We are back. This segment brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500 in cash. Eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This coming weekend, the Sam's Club Tour rolling into Fort Collins, Colorado for your local qualifier. I believe this will be the last one before the first regional final, if I'm not mistaken, to keep up with the Sam's Tour, see where the next event will be, or to register your team to compete Visit kcbs.us. That's kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. 
All right, the second Tuesday of each month brings a very hotly awaited visit from the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website ever on the face of the earth in the history of ever. We go ahead to the hotline and welcome back Meathead Goldwyn here on the show. Meathead, how are you, buddy? Oh, Greg, it's good to see you. How's the Cleveland Cavalier barbecue? And how are the Centralites tonight? Meathead, we're rolling into the postseason on perhaps cruise control. The hopefulness of being able to flip a switch. I don't know what it is, but it scares the shit out of me from a sports standpoint that we are so up and down as a basketball team. One that should really be just boring out of the East, ready to get our asses smacked by somebody in the West, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Nevertheless. Well, we're going to find out if the uh, Golden State Warriors are uh, as good as they think they are. Meathead, I mean, we don't usually talk sports here on this show. We, we make little quips here in the beginning, but... You know, you're, you're a guy that'll follow some of the, the goings on there. Do you think that Golden State is better this year than they were last year? Yes. Now, ask me if I think they're better than the uh, Bulls were in their Oh, A-Days. well, I know the answer to that. Everybody knows the answer to that question. <laughs> There's one reason and one reason only. Some guy named Michael Jordan. That guy was good. And Scotty Pippen. Oh, okay. Now, hold on a second. I, I have a terrible connection. I'm going to hang up on you. I'm going to call you right back. All right. I'm going to call you right back. Okay. We had delay there. Can't stand delay. That's not me. My internet is fast. I have porno quality internet tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Porno quality. That's right. All right. Here he comes. He's coming back. Can you hear me, Meathead? All right. Well, we have incredibly bad connection tonight. I don't know what the hell the problem is. This is bizarre. I don't know either. We usually have connection. There's a problem with the internet connection between you two. I mean, you're grainy, and I think Skype is having a uh, an issue of its own tonight that we have no control (laughs) over. Oh. Wow, it's, it sounds incredibly horrible. I'm gonna. You, oh, isn't that cool? That's my uh, ringtone. I can't talk to this person, whoever it is. No, that's right. Uh, just hung up on him. Let's let's try this. Uh, call me back this time. Call you back. Yeah, call me back. See see if that makes any difference. Otherwise, we're gonna have to go to the phone. We we'll have to go to the phone. Hello, hello. Doug Shiding, I see your post, and believe me. Oh. Hello? Oh, boy. Wow. I don't know. We're, 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 in, we're in trouble tonight. You got to... Hold on. Such a pain. Oh, he's starting to look a little better. Can you hear me all right? All right, let's um, do it. You know, it could be the computer. I could reboot if you want. If Max is right, you can talk him. Now, we can just muddle through, or we can do a cell phone call, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just sent you the hotline number on the message there. Just go you ahead. Want me and... to call us on that number? Yeah, call in on that uh, number. Yeah, call in. Call that number on phone? Yep. Okay. I'll pick you up when you call back in. This is a shame. I don't even know if I have a picture of Meathead, to be honest. This is what happens. Maybe uh, my porno quality internet connection has really 
no pun intended, screwed me in the end. Right, let me see if I can find a picture of Meathead. How would I have him? M? Meathead? Meat? Meat? M, M, M. Oh, no, that's Mike. I don't have a picture of him. Oh, wait, I do. There he is. Meathead. Uh, it looks kind of bad. Well, that's all right. We're not the classiest organization in the world, Clark, for nothing. Like Meathead, Meathead is Godzilla in this uh, picture for crying out. It's a damn joke. Anyway, Doug, I'm not uh, dismissing your post. The Spurs per- perhaps scare me even more than the Golden State Warriors. That's no joke. I mean, they're tough. Meathead. Hey. All right. Way better. How's this, how's this working? Yeah, this is fine. I don't know uh, what the issue is, but uh, nevertheless, I have a great picture of you eating a rib. <laughs> and, and we're all ready to go. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. It looks like you were uh, already Actually, busy. I can see it. Yeah, well, good. I mean, now you can see you. So it looks like you were already busy in the chat room answering uh, some questions. Were there any that you saw that you wanted to, to speak on live well, here? Well, well, we were going to get into myths. Right. And um, uh, Diane, uh, what a great lady she is and what a great follower she is of yours. And she's always there in the chat room. She, she asked an interesting question about salt. Uh, do you want to jump right in, or do you want to uh, talk on something else first? Yeah, let's talk on uh, two things first, very briefly. Uh, number one, I'm going to be talking to Max in the second hour, very in-depth about the new Weber cooker. But from your perspective, like uh, from a traffic standpoint to your website, from a market standpoint, do you think the Weber release uh, a week ago tomorrow was something that has consistently move the needle over time or was it just kind of a day thing and do you think that the smoke has already subsided or kind of what's your opinion on the whole Weber thing from high level? Well, I'm, I have a unique perspective and it's not exactly uh, unbiased. Um, we're here in Chicago area and so is Weber. They manufacture most of their grills and most of their grill parts in the Chicago suburbs a few of their grills have things like wheels or knobs that come in from out of, out of the country, but they're pretty much a uh, U.S. made grill. And uh, uh, you know, I we ha- we see them at local events and stuff, so we've gotten to know them and friends with them. Max is, you know, you're going to talk to Max later. Yep. He's the rater and the reviewer, and he's really unbiased. Weber's never advertised with us. We don't ask him for money. We don't take money from them. We like them. They're nice people. And, I mean, they're just great grills. You know, they're not always the coolest, the keenest, but good, good, good gracious, they just last forever, and uh, they're built sanely, and they're well-designed. So when they come out with an all-new model that is expensive, clever design, um, and, and then they teased the market for weeks prior. Um, they were kind enough to give us a demo to try before it came on the market. So we got it two weeks in a hand. We were the only media outlet that got one. And Max has had it on his porch, and I can't get it away from him. And um, <laughs> we, we both cooked on it at the Weber Academy. 
I just really like the concept and the design. I think it's really smart. I don't know whether it's going to be as great in the winter as the ceramic and insulated Kamados. They've chosen to insulate with air, and I'm sure it will work. Whether it will work well enough, I don't know. But I just think it's a really smart design, and it's uh, caused us to look at our top 10 grill smoker lists, which Max is going to be releasing any day now, um, and created an all-new category, and that is the do-everything category. I forget what he calls it. You ask him. It's uh, uh, the, the Swiss Army knife category. The <laughs> devices that do both grilling and smoking at the same time and do it well. Um, I mean, there are a lot of smokers that can grill, but not so hot. And there are a lot of grills that smoke, not so hot. This one does them both really well. And so when it hit the market, we released our review or Max's review at the same time. And he had a video tour and it broke the website. And I talked with our tech guys well in advance. I said, make sure we have plenty of bandwidth. Make sure we can handle this. It's going to get a lot of attention. I got really good tech guys. It still effing took down the website for about an hour, and then it was really cranky and slow for the rest of the day. So there was just a pent-up demand for interest on this, for, for information on this. And Max's very thorough review and video tour was very informative. Um, uh, in 24 hours, had about 24,000 views on wow. YouTube. So uh, obviously when Weber yawns, everybody gets interested in what they're yawning about. So I guess the expression is when Weber sneezes, everyone catches a cold or something like that. But, uh, you know, Weber is the big gorilla. Uh, you know, you talk with, uh, Kevin about it. Um, you'll talk with Max about it. I don't want to steal their thunder. No, I think the general consensus is really smart design, really cool device, um, overpriced. That's, I don't think, unusual for a new product on the market. I presume, having looked at it, it ha requires an all-new assembly line. They're not getting parts from the Weber Kettle line and the Weber Smoky Mount. It's an all-new assembly line. They have to train a whole bunch of people to run that assembly line. They can only make so many of them. And they have just this massive pipeline to fill. Every hardware store in the country carries it. At the outset, it's not going to be in every hardware store in the country. It's going to take them a year to get the pipeline filled. Can you imagine what it would cost to make the bazillions of grills that they have to make no to fill their pipeline? Oh, unbelievable. So I, I think, you know, I'm optimistic that they'll think carefully about the price, especially when economies of scale kick in. And, boy, I mean, if it was nine ninety nine, oh, my God, it would be unbelievable. Twelve ninety nine would be really good. It lists, I think Max will tell you for sure, I think it lists for sixteen, seventeen ninety nine, but it actually street price is fourteen ninety nine. That's still on the high side. But it's designed to be competitive with the big green egg and the other Kamados. And in that regard it is competitive. Meet It'll up be from, interesting to see. From a traffic standpoint and a unique visitor standpoint, are you still seeing the demand for that particular page or has it started to trickle down a little bit? It slowed down a bit, but there's still a lot of interest. Max's uh, um, video review in particular is getting uh, pounded. 
The other thing I wanted to talk to you briefly about before we get into some of the questions here in the chat room and the proverbial uh, myths that always keep coming up during a new barbecue and grilling season. Three weeks ago, this coming Friday, we met in the Windy City. We had a, a tremendous dinner at the Weber Grill restaurant, and we enjoyed finally, after like six or seven years, the magnum of 2006 Silver Oak. So being a wine guy and finally popping the top on that particular bottle, taking it in, holding it in your mouth, taking that first <laughs> swallow down, you know, at, fr- from from your... From your wine roots as a, as a reviewer, how did this one really rate for you? You know, I don't want to sound like a wine snob and go into all those. I want to hear every facts. gory detail. Uh, no, I don't want to sound like somebody describing the difference between <laughs> hickory and cherry. Um, it was just fabulous. It was. I was really glad that I'd held it for somebody like you who could appreciate it. Um, it was fun eating at the Weber restaurant. It was not the best restaurant, the best steak I've ever eaten at. And we did pay for it, not them. Right. Uh, That's right. I just want to make it clear. They That's didn't right. pick up the tab. Nope. Um, and it was just a lot of fun hanging with you and Max and Sarah Lynn and uh, eating and drinking. And son of a gun, by coincidence, we're drinking the 2006 in a Magnum. They have a 2011 on the menu. We ordered that and had a little bit of a vertical tasting. It was a fabulous evening, fabulous wine. Uh, it was in pristine condition. Um, it tasted like a great old wine should taste from a great winery. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. AmazingRibs.com is the website. You can check him out on the Twitter as well, at RibGuy, if you want to give him a follow there. All right, so let's uh, jump in before we uh, break here in five minutes for the first read about uh, you were getting into salt, I, I believe, uh, is one of these yeah, you know, continual myths. Type Diane, of thing. Diane um, asked about um, rubs and salt, and uh, I'm going to just jump off on that and yep. not try to paraphrase her question. But um, it's a, we were going to talk about myths. Um, rubs and marinades are made from um, the chemistry is the molecules are very, very large and they really cannot penetrate meat. Remember meat is 70 to 75% water, depending on what kind of meat fish more beef less, but you're still talking about something that's like a sponge filled with water. Oil is not going to penetrate. You make an oil and vinegar marinade oil is just not going into a wet sponge. Um, uh, nor are these large molecules, garlic, sugar, um, they're just huge molecules, 32 atoms. Uh, they just can't get in. They will get into the cracks and the crevices and the pores. So they might penetrate a 16th to an 18th of an inch on their own overnight. If you leave it there for a week, maybe they'll get a little further down in. And there's really good lab tests. Dr. Blonder's done them. But you can do them yourself. You can marinate something overnight and then cut into it. Now, we've done this. We've marinate, put, a, put green dye in a marinade. And I've got pictures on the website. Um, and put green dye, and it just does, barely gets in. It just doesn't penetrate. But salt, sodium chloride, two atoms, NaCl. And when they hit water... The electrical charges, they split up, they get back together, they move. 
salt goes deep into meat. Now, it takes a little time, but they move a lot faster than the other molecules. And so if you take a rub that's got salt, sugar, garlic, onion, all that other stuff, the salt is going to motor right on down to the center of the meat, and that's where you want it because salt changes the structure of protein, helps the protein hold on to moisture. And salt is an amplifier of flavor. It magnifies flavor. It makes everything bigger and better. Um, salt is a wonder drug. It's a magic rock. All the rest of the stuff is really just a surface treatment, whether it's a marinade or a dry rub. It's going to stick on or near the surface. So if you want to put a rub on the night before, it's okay. The salt is going to take advantage of that. The rest of the stuff is going to be stuck pretty close to the surface. I recommend that if you make your own rubs, as I do, and I publish recipes for rub mixes, and you can take my recipes and riff on them, you can make your own rubs. It's pretty easy. Um, that you salt your foods overnight or a few hours before. The thicker it is, the longer it needs for the salt to penetrate. So a flank steak is going to take less time than a uh, filet mignon, um, but uh, it will migrate to the center, and then you put your seasoning, your rubs, your spices. They can go on just before you cook. It doesn't make a huge amount of difference. What they do is they mix with the liquids that come out of the meat, the moisture, um, the smoke that lands on the surface, um, the sugars caramelize. All that stuff changes during the heat and the uh, uh, moisture of the cooking process, and they change on the surface, and they cause your bark. The salt gets deep inside. So um, if you want to put your rub on the night before, if it's got salt in it, it makes sense. The salt will get down in there. The rest of the stuff, not so much. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show, All right, Meathead? So that's going to be a good place to break here. I was trying to put your name underneath this great picture that I have of you, and unfortunately, uh, <clears throat> my live Where preview. Did you, Where did you get that picture? Well, I I can't tell you. I can't that's tell the you. Cover of my book. That's right. We we could we could talk about that, of course, but uh, you know, if we if we talk about it for as long as it took to get there, we'd be talking here for like seven years or something. Hey, like that. All right. There's the picture. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, so, uh, all right, let's break here very quickly, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll get into some of the more uh, high-profile regen myths that we can bust as time allots. We're talking with Meathead Goldwyn, AmazingRibs.com. The longest-running sponsor of the show, folks, is the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control technology. They originated it. Why are you going to buy it from anybody else? I don't know. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm not going to get into the minutia. But if you could, imagine a product that if you set your pit temperature, it keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today because maybe you're a busy working professional like me. Or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands out of town, seven out of eight weeks, going to travel volleyball. Hang through the nose. And you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. 
and the Guru maintains that bit temperature you set it at. There's currently four different models to choose from. On one end of the spectrum, you have the CyberQ Wi-Fi, a little bit more high-priced. can control up to two cookers. You can have multiple internal meat probes. Connect your smart device and realize that you don't even have to get out of bed anymore in order to make pit adjustments or to take a look at the internal temperatures you can meet. Cooking too fast, ramp it down right from your phone. Cooking too slow, ramp it up right from your phone or netbook or laptop or tablet, whatever. Then you have the party queue all the way at the other end of the spectrum. It's like $149, maybe less now because the Barbecue Guru has lowered all of their prices because they've taken all sales in-house directly. This runs on AA batteries. It's a self-contained package. It's a cruise control. Set the temperature you want. Keeps it right there. It's perfect. And it can go from one cooker to the next. If you're in the market for a cooker, how about the Onyx oven? Been winning on the competition circuit in backyards for years and years. Fully insulated. Holds a ton of meat. Accommodates half and full pans for food service. Working seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, do not guess. Call them, 800-288-GURU, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back with more Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, makers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're cooking for something medium size, they got you covered there too. Something to take on tailgates, yes, they got you covered there. Also, pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out online, greenmountaingrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You could love yours as well. Visit the website, check them out. If you didn't know, Meathead Goldwyn is right here, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, because we couldn't make it happen on Skype tonight, but that's all right. The phone is working, and the uh, information flowing fast and furious. All right, uh, Meathead, I'm going to give you a list, and you go ahead and choose which one you want to cover first. Ready? <laughs> the stall. Searing mm. seals in the juices. Resting mm. meat is a must for a juicy finished product. If you're looking, you're not cooking. Where are we starting? Oh, that one. All right. If you're looking, you're not cooking. That, that is a uh, longstanding, um, widely believed uh, old husband's tale. 
Um, it, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. The theory is, is that say you put your brisket on the smoker and you close the lid and you walk away. Don't open the lid. If you open the lid, you add 15 minutes to the cooking time. Minimum. Well, minimum. That's the general theory. Well, we've tested it. Dr. Blonder actually ran all the numbers on it. Uh, We tried it on gas grills, pellet smokers, um, charcoal grills. And uh, it's really quite logical when you think about it after you look at the numbers. As we've said before in our many conversations, it's important to remember when you're cooking that it's the hot air that cooks the outside of the meat. But it's the outside of the meat that cooks the inside of the meat. The hot air doesn't penetrate the meat. It's um, the convection flow of air uh, but the conduction flow of water in the meat that cooks the center of the meat. So when you lift the lid, you do let the hot air out for a minute, and it does lower the air temperature, sometimes significantly. It depends on the shape of the lid, how long the lid is open, um, the, the type of device. But the outside of the meat is like a capacitor. It's holding heat and transmitting it down into the center of the meat. It barely responds to the opening of the lid and the bleeding of the hot air. Um, The exterior of the meat is still hot. So say you're cooking at 225, which a lot of us cook at. Um, The outside of that meat's around 212 because water is evaporating. So it can't get a lot hotter than the temperature of evaporating water. So the exterior of the meat's around 212. It stays at 212, even though you've opened and closed the lid and opened and closed the lid and opened and closed the lid. That exterior of the meat just holds that heat and pushes it down into the center. So it doesn't have a significant impact on cooking. Now, if you're using a pellet smoker or something like that, it, in fact, has a thermostat that pulls the heat right back up to where it was before. So the loss of heat is relatively insignificant. A gas cooker just keeps on chugging at around the same temp. You close the lid, gets right back up to tamponari. Charcoal is a little different because charcoal, as it burns down, it loses energy. And so when you start a charcoal fire, it slowly loses temperature. But again, the meat barely notices the impact on the cooking time is almost infinitesimal. It, it just doesn't matter. You can look. Now, if you're looking and spritzing, the spritzing has an impact. The spritzing or the mopping cools the surface. Remember, it's around 212. Cools the surface, um, reduces the heat in the surface, and that, impacts the temperature of the meat significantly. But just opening and closing the lid to get a whiff, to get a look, to poke it, to peel a little corner off and nibble on it, doesn't hurt a goddamn thing. Where do you think that this came up? How was this derived? Well, I think it's just been a long... I mean, it, it, you know, it kind of makes sense on the surface. It just makes sense, you know? I mean, when we think about it, but when you think about it deeper, it doesn't make sense. I just, you know, it's like different ways of looking at what happens. 
um, you know, um, early humans thought when the eclipse happened, the gods were mad at us. That made sense. They thought um, the earth was flat. The earth was flat. Yeah, wow. it makes sense. Um, it, it makes sense. It does make sense. You open it up, you know the hot air is coming out, therefore you know that it's going to affect the cooking time. But in fact, it doesn't. All right, easy enough. Uh, so that is, if you're looking, you're not cooking completely false and broken and busted by Meathead and Dr. Blonder. All right, where do you want to go next? Do you want to go searing? you got to ask me what I'm drinking tonight. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Meathead, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> we usually on camera, and usually I have the most interesting American, and I usually drink wine. Yeah, but I'm drinking blue. I'm drinking booze tonight. Um, I am drinking Virginia Distillery Company port aged. That means it's aged in port barrels. Yeah. Check this: Virginia Highland malt whiskey. Whiskey spelled without the e. Oh. This is. It tastes like scotch. Really? It's a. It's 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 a Virginia winery. Actually, though, they're making it in Bardstown. Uh, Kentucky, yeah. which is where all the bourbons are made. Correct. They're going to open. They're getting ready to open their plant in Virginia, but this is six years aged in port barrels, American port barrels. So it's a little orangey in color. The color is a bit off, but it honestly smells and tastes like a Highland malt. Shocking. A little raw, a little gruff. But uh, I reached out to them because I knew the woman who she used to be a journalist. And she's now in charge of PR there. And I uh, reached out to them, and they asked her if she'd send you a bottle. Oh. But um, I, she hasn't responded yet. But it's really, uh, you know, we're watching this really interesting phenomenon in this country. Used to be, in the 60s, every neighborhood had a pizza joint, right? Yeah, right. And then now we're seeing every neighborhood's got a brew pub. And every neighborhood's got a barbecue. I, tonight, before I came on air with you, I went to the opening of Q Barbecue in yep. Oak Park, yep. Illinois. Great little town. Q is this little place, open five years, just a few miles from my home in LaGrange, Illinois. They now have five stores, wow. make really good ribs, the best, absolutely the best hush puppies, uh, good brisket, uh, you know, just a fun place. Nice guy, he's a neighbor of mine. And he's got five barbecue joints. They're all over the place. Every little town has got a good barbecue joint now. And some of them are really good. Um, I think the next step is going to be distilleries. Um, depending on local huh. laws, I think we're going to see neighborhood barbecue joints, neighborhood brew pubs, neighborhood distilleries. And, of course, the big thing is is the best distilled spirits Need age. They need at least six years, eight, 12 sometimes. This is six years old, and it's still pretty rough around the edges. But it's fun. Um, I'm going to be interested to see where we go as a, uh, as a, as a whiskey market. All right. Well, we'll uh, that'll be in the 2016 uh, I Predict yeah. by Amazing Ribs <laughs> owner uh, Meathead Golden. All right. So uh, let's go. Here, here's our next uh, one. Here we go. All right. Now up for bit, the stall, or oh, hold on a wow. second. I need to do. Hold on. Here we go. All right, the stall, or searing seals in the juices, or 
resting your meat is a must. Which one are we doing? Which one are we doing? Well, I'm 67 years old. I've been resting my meat for a while. Oh, um, hey uh, <laughs> Um, God, Jesus. I hope my wife's not listening to this. I doubt um, um, okay. Uh, let's, let, 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 let's start with the stall. We've talked about right. this. And again, with Dr. Blonder's help, we figured out what causes the stall. A lot of people wanted to believe that maybe the stall, just in case you're, you're not aware is when you're cooking at a low temp, like 225, 250, when you're cooking a pork shoulder or a butt or a brisket, um, the meat rises in temperature up to about 150, 160 in that range, and then it stops going up. And it freaks out the novice cook every time. Every time. It just hits that temperature, and it flattens out, and I still get to this day emails, oh, my God, I got a company coming over in three hours, and the meat's stuck at 160. What do I do? It's just really common. <laughs> the meat hits that temperature, and it won't go any higher. What causes it? And there was a lot of speculation it was i'm going to give you i'm going to give you the answer most commonly seen by my eyes as i was trolling as a young ute of barbecue oh oh okay why does this happen here comes a post from virtual weber bullet from some a-hole that thought he was like the best well that's the temperature at which all of the fat and collagen hit a rendering point and are now melting through the meat and it's actually hitting your internal temperature probe, which you are watching feverishly like the new BUR for temperature changes by one degree. And it's uh, hitting your temperature probe and knocking down the temperature. In fact, the stall might even lower your internal temperature as it gets through there. Don't freak out. Just let it go through its process. Well, that's wrong. Oh, What? Uh <laughs> it, it sounds good, right? Um, the 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 um, uh, melting temperature of fat is around there, a little higher. Um, the uh, conversion of connective tissue to collagen is around there, a little higher. But what's really happening? And again, we've documented this. Doctor Blonder did some really interesting experiments. Is it's almost entirely due to water evaporating from the surface. Just like you go out on a hot, sunny day and cut the lawn, you start sweating. The meat is sweating. As the air is, say, 225, the meat starts to heat up. It won't go any higher than 212. The moisture, or it goes a little higher than 212 because it's not pure water. But it, 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 the moisture goes up to the surface and starts evaporating. As it evaporates, the energy expended cools the surface, just like when you're sweating. So it cools the surface and cools the surface and continues to cool the surface until the surface dries out sufficiently that it can now continue its path of up-the-scale heating. And so that's also the formation of your bark. Bark is a lot like jerky. It's dried meat and spices and herbs and sugar and all those things mixed together that stick to the surface, don't go into the meat. And so you get this juice and spice and sugar mixture on the surface. The moisture evaporates, it dries out, you form a jerky-like surface, 
your bark. And once that surface dries out enough, then the heat can start rising again. And that's really easy to prove. And he did it really interestingly by taking a glob of fat and a wet sponge and cooking them side by side. And the glob of fat just kept right on rising in temperature. But the wet sponge hit 150, 160 and stuck right there until it dried out. And then he did other experiments to verify it. But it's really clear. And I think it's pretty well accepted now. I think he did these experiments three, four years ago um, that the uh, stall is simply evaporative cooling and nothing else. Meathead Goldwyn from Amazing.com is our second Tuesday of the month guest. You can find him at AmazingRibs.com. You can find him at RibGuy on the Twitter. And uh, he's also on Facebook. I mean, he's all over the place. Best way to get him uh, right through the website, right, Meathead? You are still, uh, you're still answering questions from everybody? Yeah. Right. Also, oh, give, I, give a plug to uh, give a plug to the Pit Club. Um, well, we have tried to figure a way to stay alive, and uh, we don't have a major newspaper or magazine behind us. And we have a Pitmaster Club where you can pay twenty four bucks a year and uh, help support us. But we pay you back with some really good benefits. We got some really cool stuff that members get that non members don't get. And uh, I'm not going to take the time to do a lot of selling tonight. Uh, go to the website and look at the Pitmaster Club, see what the benefits are. And there's a really cool new benefit that I told you not to talk about tonight that we may talk about in the near future uh, that involves Greg Rempe. And remember, it's 24 bucks a year, not 24 bucks a month. Right. Did I say a month? No, but I just want to make a lot of people here... Look, what's sexy nowadays is uh, sign up for a clothes box or sign up for a razor blade club or sign up for, you know, they're, but they're all monthly. Yeah. This is just 24 bucks a year, which is a, a substantial value for what you get. In yeah, my estimation. yeah it, I, I think there's some really good benefits, some really cool stuff. And, you know, it's a the forum, the Pitmaster Club, is a very civil place with 11,000 members right now. We have no fights, no flame wars, no arguments, no cursing at each other like some of the other forums out there. I'm very pleased with that. Also, it seems to be the complete antithesis of whatever kind of election process we're right in the middle of this year. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Those presidential yeah, candidates have- should get into the uh, the pit club and see what real human beings act like, for crying out loud. Yeah, they re- they're helping each other out. It's a real oh, community, Lord. and we've asked people to stay out of politics, and we only had to ask once. It's just uh, the barbecue folks. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, um, there are some other forums out there where I think they get very, pretty vicious. I'm very pleased. We haven't had to boot anyone out um, in – it's 18 months old. We booted a guy out about 12 months ago, and I think that's it. you got to go to AmazingRibs.com. Check it out. See what it's like. Uh, and if you have any questions, get with Meathead. There's a whole bunch of information right there on the free side as well. It's not the most – uh, heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website for nothing. Uh, so it's Meathead Goldwyn. Always appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next month. Wow, my pleasure, always, Greg and uh, Centralites. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, have fun with Max. All right, I can't. We're looking forward to it. That's Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. How about that? I can't believe nobody else saw the Meathead thing that we put up.
Rule number one of the show, somebody sent me that picture. I'm not going to take credit for that comic genius because it wasn't me, but in the end, I put it up. But No Names Please sent me that. Very good. I'm going to talk to you about the Chops Power Injector System. It's the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year, and for the second year running, the 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Let me break it down. Number one seller is the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System. This is the one that I use. Designed for the competition guy or to pump up the backyard warrior like me, easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you have just one brisket or one pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. It's 100 bucks plus shipping. The one-gallon Chops Power Injector System is designed for catering and bigger jobs. It will hold double the amount of the injection, the half-gallon. Some use it in competitions, like when you use MBN Whole Hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. Then the biggest one, the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's the commercial and competition big daddy. This is not a holding tank, but a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum. It was originally designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that with the CHOPS Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with the metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11.5-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and needle protector. $325 plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pitmasters out there in the world are using the CPIS right now. We live in a foodie world. You need flavor in every bite. It's an easy way to do it. Plus, if you're not going to do it with meat, you can do it with fruit. How about injecting alcohol into watermelon? You can do it. Made right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. You want the extra accessories? They have them. Want to shoot medium ground spices? They got you covered for that. They have two, three, four inch, 12 gauge needles. Also a two inch closed tip needle. Perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. Selling replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade you can buy to make your Chops full power injector system bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. Chops Power Injector System gives your barbecue power. Check them out at Barbecue Kansas City. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. I'm telling you right now, if you inject with one single needle, bone out the 100 bucks plus shipping for the half gallon, and you tell me this isn't the best upgrade you've made in 2016. Guaranteed. I will buy it from you if you think I'm full of shit. Because I'm not. It's great. All right, let's wrap up the first hour. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I wanted to mention in the top of the show, I did extensive rewiring from the board to my uh, I.O. that goes into the tower. You probably didn't even realize it, but I was watching uh, intently on my LED meter. I believe this is the first time in a couple months that we have had completely solid and matched interview volumes. 
That's right. I want to give a shout out to my man, Daniel Trisna, for being the Barbecue Central Show's unofficial sound engineer of the show. And he has spent an incredible, perhaps inordinate amount of time with me trying to tighten up the sound overall. And we had a big replacement of cables without having to do the board. Saved me a ton of money. But I believe we have now reached a consistent interview level. So if you weren't paying attention in the first hour, pay attention in the second hour. Give me a little feedback, especially if you're listening in the podcast side after the fact. There's a couple of you guys that were wondering why the audio levers were so hokey. We should have that ironed out going forward. All right. I'm going to go to the situation room, better known as the refrigerator, a couple of feet away from me. Grab another Kolsch because it's delicious. 17statebrewco.com hooking me up with a case earlier this evening. And then we'll get in the second hour. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn for joining me in the first hour. If you missed it, you can get it on podcast at 11.59 this evening or tomorrow or whenever. Amazingribs.com is his website. That's amazingribs.com. We have more Amazing Ribs coming up at the second hour, so stick around for that. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate food before we knew. So listen, Laverne, shake the I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top men. All right, just like that, we are in the second hour. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. This is the Barbecue Central Show. The show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We are broadcasting from Cleveland, Ohio this evening. And uh, every night. If you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. The email address, greg at com. We talk about it all here. Still to come on the show tonight, Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. Chris Becker from CookingPellets.com. All right. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. Five point oh alcohol per value. Matt Boer is he is on it. Wow. All right. Hold on. I got to recolor my face there. Matt Boer says, Greg, the coal should be around 5% standard beers, so go at it. Go at it. I got I to gotta run the fine line between being beer pitchman and uh, shitface, right? Come on. 
Meathead's book is coming out May 10th. We'll talk to him about that next month. That's two days after my oldest daughter Bobby's birthday. She'll be 15. Oh, my God. People telling me that the sound is tight tonight, which is great. Love tight sound. Want to keep the sound tight as possible. The Sam's Club Barbecue Tour rolled into Salt Lake City, Utah this past weekend. This was a local qualifier that feeds the Las Vegas-Nevada Regional Final taking place on 423. The top six teams moving on are... Now look, I'm trying to remember. The team that won... This could be the third year in a row that they have won a Sam's Club local that advances them into a regional round. I know it's got to be at least two, but I believe this might be three. Grand champion. Big B's down in Dirty Barbecue. 685.6. 685.6. That's some tough judges out there in uh, Salt Lake City. Holy moly. 685. That's like four years ago score. Holy moly. Coming up in second place. Parrot head smokers, John Nilgis. You remember John, right? The last real show that we had on, John Nilgis talked about how he was the... Uh, he's the cog that got the kale wheel flowing, if you will. What am I looking at here? Yeah, look at that. All right. Looking at a at a rogue T-shirt that my uh, uh, if you're gonna be, I don't know if you're listening, if you're on a, uh, if if you're gonna be on in Venice, Florida this coming weekend. There's a big barbecue event going on down in the FBA. Top teams will be there. Big payout. Let me else, let me tell you who else is gonna be there. Bill and Connie Rempe will be hanging out with the Whiskey Bent Barbecue team. So if you're going to, whatchamacallit, if you're going to go to the Venice contest, be prepared if you're going down to Whiskey Bent Barbecue on Saturday to be introduced to barbecue royalty. My parents, not Chad. I mean, they're royalty as well. There's going to be huge competition out there, so... uh, can't wait to get the the report back from the parents Sunday or whenever they get back. Assuming they get back, I mean, who knows what's going to be going on in the Whiskey Bend Barbecue Camp. Those guys are nefarious. However, if you're going to be out there, stop by, say hi, meet Bill and Connie. They're delightful people. They would love to meet you. Pleased to meet, meet to please you. Number three, Utah Barbecue Company with a 677.6. Number four, and the team we are following in 2016, Backdraft Barbecue advances to the regional final, 677.096. Team America is fifth place. And rounding out the top six, moving on to Las Vegas, Got Smoke Barbecue, 670.3. So about a 15-point spread between 1 and 6. The next Sam's Club is this coming weekend, 416 in Fort Collins, Colorado. 
Good luck to all those competing. Don't forget, my man Ryan Grubb got his smoker housed. Be on the lookout. The Brighton, Colorado area, the greater Denver region. Please be aware. Please be aware. Look for that. Where is this YouTube? I save this YouTube link. Money, muscle, trimming it out competition style. So, you know, I don't usually go to the the whole, uh, you know, let me get Meathead out of here. Here it is. So I don't know if any of you saw this or not, but this is the new thing hitting the competition circuit. Let me add myself here. Color. Get that out. I'll live down here real quick. What? That's so lame. Hold on. Give me a break. I don't know if you've seen this. If you're looking for competition tips on uh, getting trimming out competition style money muscle, you're welcome. All right, so going to show a little comp money muscle trimming. Been playing around with cutting it out. And uh, I think we're just going to kind of videotape this and show folks one way to uh, trim out this money muscle right here. It's, uh, it's pretty special. So go like this. You cut diagonal straight through What? It. And there's part of the money muscle right there. And you just kind of start hacking at it like three times. All right. Now, hold on a second. Do you see this up here? Note, as I forgot something important here for KCBS, separating before fully cooked is illegal. So you must scream YOLO when trimming out quickly afterwards. (laughs) And that negates the rules 100%. So remember, if you're going to use this process... You must scream out YOLO when trimming or quickly after. That way you don't get disqualified. All right, here you go. And there's one, and then we're going to cut right through it again. And then we kind of have this Sweet like money, money muscle steak thing. Again, yep. put it down. Hit it with the back side of the blade. Oh, oh. And kind of just try and flatten it a little bit. Yeah. Then you're left with this tiny little bit of money muscle yeah, right here. Yeah. And from here, you just kind of stab. Oh. You just want to stab. Oh. And then kind of open it up. And then I'm just going to leave it there. That's how you're going to do it? This is this is what this gentleman has done. What is he doing? Don't do that. Get that big stuff out of here. Please don't do that. Look, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of where competition barbecue is at the moment. Right? But I'm pretty sure you don't want to do that. I'm pretty sure you don't want to do that. That is going to be bad. Right? Let me ask you a quick question. This is the pounder, and I'll pick it up next week before we go to the break here and then get Max good. You know, the the uh, the World Food Championships is coming up in, I think, November, end of November, whatever it is. Does anyone think it's worth me going to the World Food Championships and, and having me host like a daily recap of events and whatnot for this tournament? Come on. 
That's right, Meathead. Like, stick it with rosemary and garlic cloves and all that stuff. Inject it as well. Injections would work really good on that. Right? No. Uh, I don't know who that is. But uh, I have the link. If you want the link, let me uh, let me know. Money Muscle Steaks sounds like a delicious treat. Of course. Who, who doesn't want a Money Muscle Steak? All right, gang, if you're like me, you are looking for ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. No better, no easier way to do that than by adding a little Butcher Barbecue to your arsenal. We all know Butcher's Barbecue is well known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird booster, the open pit for pork. You know, that Prime Injection has combined all things loved from their beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They have combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor, available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rub or sauce. Friends, you have hit the mother load right here. Butcher's Barbecue has a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is the steak and the brisket rub. Also, for years, it's been the honey rub. They have four new rubs as well. They have a cherry rub. They have a pecan rub. They have a chipotle rub. And they also have a private secret double blend rub. You can impress judges and friends alike with the premium rub. Especially if you inject with butchers because it's formulated to work with that injection. Last but not least, I've said it each and every time, Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets, but Butcher's Barbecue Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang, just the right amount of back-end heat. For crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce, and he didn't take the easy way out like most people do when they add that devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six. It's going to go fast. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Also, if you've bought a commercial rub recently, I'm sorry, a commercial injection recently, and you found that it's just not performing for you, it's just not grabbing you by the places that you want to be grabbed at, go to ButcherBBQ.com, go to Trade In Link, print off the label, send your commercially made injection back to Dave. He's going to weigh it, and then in return... After you specify what you want back from him, he'll send you his product back in the amount that you sent to him. So he's making his competition customers happy while continuing to make his own customers happy. It's great. It's ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Also, don't forget to hook up with the grilling oils. They're fabulous. I love them. All right. Max Goods' first visit comes up here in seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for cooking pellets or wood pellets, whatever. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. It's not going to void any warranties. Don't let anybody tell you that. That's not the case. Why is this busy? I see uh, John Dawson talking about Kobe chicken and all that stuff. Look, I won't be the guy that sits there and doesn't, that isn't forthcoming with you guys. Snake River Farms on April Fool's Day, which, by the way, if you run April Fool's jokes, you're a douche. That's so lame. Nevertheless, they released this, and it looked real, and I I forgot it was April Fool's Day, and they said Kobe Chicken just released, and they had a picture of like a round, well, so what they did is they took like a, a well-marbled Kobe or Wagyu filet mignon and took all the color out of it, made it look chicken-colored, and said Kobe Chicken. I was like, man, I have seen it all now. Just when I thought it couldn't go more ludicrous in the Kobe world, now somehow Snake River Farms has Kobe chicken. Then I emailed Anella Kelso, and she's like, "Uh, dude, that's uh, April Fool's. I'm like, what? How old are you people doing April Fool's jokes, you sons of bitches? Let me tell you something, adults that still do April Fool's jokes, you're still the same tools that are dressing up for Halloween. Get over yourself. Hand out candy and stop making me look like an idiot. That's my personal plea to you. As mentioned earlier, it's an it's an all-amazing ribs show-ish tonight for the most part. Weber is out with a new Summit Charcoal Grill. It was all the buzz middle of last week and on. My next guest was lucky enough to get his hands on an advanced copy, if you will, and posted his initial findings on AmazingRibs.com last Wednesday to the tune of over, like last time I checked, 25,000 views in like the first 24 hours. But what does he really think about the cooker? Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome first timer to the show. AmazingRibs.com's Keeper of the Flame, Max Good, joining me here on the show. Max, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's happening? I'm doing uh, absolutely fabulous. Had a little technical difficulties with Meathead, but you appear to be coming in live, local, and late breaking. So I appreciate you making time for the show here, Max. And uh, I I guess before we get into the, the Weber stuff... You know, first time in the show, so we want to make sure we give you the proper introduction and background and vet you for any type of nefarious activities. That's twice I've said that word in the show tonight. Uh, so maybe a quick little background about you and your your history or love affair with the live fire stuff. Oh, well, uh, I've just always loved to cook. Uh, early on, I got very interested in barbecue and didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, but I guess I just persevered with it. And um, became known amongst my friends and family as he's the guy. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, came up with a brand of barbecue sauce called Black Swan, which I market these days. And uh, in many ways, that's how Meat and I, Meathead and I connected was because of that. 
Max Good joining me here on the show, the keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. All right, so you guys meet through the Black Swan barbecue sauce. How was it? How do you guys come together in business dealings? Does Meathead say, hey, I need a guy that can really put in work on evaluating grills and smokers and stuff like that? Or were you doing something and grew into the position? How does that work? It was a work in progress, I guess. Uh, when you asked me, tell me a little about yourself with barbecue. And I've, I've done other things as well. And I also have a background in uh, film and video, music, audio production, photography. Uh, because I was involved with all those many things and walked in those circles when I came up with my barbecue sauce. So many of my friends said, you know, you should really have a barbecue TV show. And I started to develop an idea, and I'm on the internet, you know, looking around, looking around, trying to gather information. What do I find? Amazingribs.com. So I contacted Meathead and uh, told him what I was trying to do, and we got together and met. And um, at the time, Amazing Ribs was just starting to come together. And I guess the long and short of it was my show never got made, but Amazing Ribs took off. And Meat had said, hey, would you like to write some reviews for me? I'm getting really busy. This thing's starting to happen. So that's what started it all. And here we are four years later having a good time and watching the thing just grow and grow and become the place on the Internet for barbecue. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Max. So talk to me in regards to, uh, you know, the keeper of the flame position. And I guess more importantly, if you can kind of pull back the curtain for us, I, I would imagine that there's some kind of an outline or a checklist that you have to go through to evaluate each cooker. So I guess before you tell us what that is, how do you come up with something that is, I guess, substantial enough for you to, to put an evaluation on a cooker and then eventually post to the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website? Well, Ever. you know, we do different types of um, of reviews. Some are just based on spec, you know, um, and I like to think that I know enough about most equipment that I can give some type of informed opinion on it. Uh, the next step up is is to really at least get a lot of information about the particular product. And then what we like to do best, of course, is to actually get our hands on it and test it. So let's talk about that. Uh, when I'm testing something, I do have a template I work off of, but um, there's a bit of, uh, of uh, flexibility to it as well. For example, if I'm testing a smoker, I don't test its searing ability unless it's touted to have so, like some um, pellet smokers may claim to be able to do. Yep. Um, so I just try to cover all the bases. I, uh, I We have um, Dr. Greg Blonder, our science advisor, and I have developed this uh, – aluminum disc where you can put a digital probe in it and it works very good because it not only gives you the um uh grade temperature the conductive temperature but it kind of uh, uh evaluates the the temperature that a piece of meat would experience sitting at the cook surface level plus it stays in place too which i really like <laughs> uh so if i'm doing temperature tests i have uh, several of those i spread out over the surface. Um, I also, uh, for grills in particular, uh, to check the evenness, 
I like to use chicken wings. That's just something I do. I always throw a flight of chicken wings on them and don't move them around. I let them sit where they are. And as I'm flipping them, I can really, really get a real world experience of, of the evenness of the grill. Then I'll always do uh, a smoking or roasting test, once again, depending on what the equipment is, you know, standards, ribs, uh, brisket, a turkey, something like that. And then if it does, is something that has the ability to sear, um, I'll do steaks or minimally hamburgers on it. Uh, then beyond then, uh, you know, if I have time, I'll mess around with it some more. Do you, do you do you tell people when you get a, a if you know when somebody says okay Max we're going to send you a cooker you have uh, you know a week from the time we send it to you till we need something posted or you get a month or do you specify okay when you're going to send us something you need to uh, let us evaluate it for X amount of time speaking, I'm sorry to interrupt you uh, but generally do it again. speaking I let them know that we're really swamped and we're uh, inundated with requests to test equipment so they have to be patient with me. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, I wear many hats at Amazing Ribs. I'm not just keeper of the flame. Um, but I do try to get to them as quickly as possible. And I try not to get too many lined up uh, uh, on the deck at the same time. Um, moreover, the, one of the biggest things I make sure that is understood between us and the manufacturers is that our first responsibility is to our readers uh, it's our duty to give a full, accurate, unbiased evaluation of whatever they send us. And because we take a great deal of time in this, if whatever I come up with, we're going to post it. They do get an opportunity to um, comment and correct, you know, hey, you, you spelled my name wrong, whatever, you know. And if they say, I don't like what you said, I'll say, tell me why. Tell me why I'm wrong, you know. And I'm open-minded. Um, if I have to, I'll go back and test it again. Uh, but for the most part, I think most of the manufacturers, even if I have been critical, say that's a fair uh, and balanced review. It's pretty much what we expected from you guys. We know you don't pull punches, and we know you're very detailed. Max Good joining me here on the show, the Keeper of the Flame at AmazingRibs.com. And uh, really, I guess when we break it down to layman, gets to test a lot of really cool grills and smokers. So uh, that uh, current working categories at AmazingRibs.com, how do you break it down? Is it just like gas and charcoal or wood or what's the deal there? Well, uh, we do have a searchable equipment database and there are different search criteria. Um, the primary function would be grills, smokers, eggs, kamados. Combo grill and smoker, pig and lamb roaster, drop-in, tailgater, fireplace indoor insert, and indoor grills. Then it goes on beyond that fuel, and you know what the fuels are, and price range and capacity. So people can use all those different search criteria to come up with something that suits their needs. Do you have a, an idea of how many grills and smokers are in the database right now, or roundabout? Yeah, there's, there's over 500 Wow. So uh, a substantial knowledge base for people to go through and kind of check up before they make the buy. Well, yeah. And also the, the ability to um, search, you know, if you know you just want a smoker and you have X amount of money, you know, come take a look. <laughs> All right, Max. So let's talk about the new Weber. It was out almost a week ago. Well, it'll be a week ago tomorrow. Summit Charcoal Series. There's two versions. You have like the, the standard 
and then you have uh, what I call kind of the the cart series or, or what would be tantamount to whatever the the performer is, right? It's got the cart, it's got the the uh, the ignition, all this stuff. So for the folks that don't know about it, if you could give us a, a quick thumbnail sketch of the cooker itself, and we'll kind of build in from there. Okay, well, it's um, a profound reimagining of the classic Weber kettle. It is steel. Uh, I was at the 2016 Hearth Patio and Barbecue Exposition in New Orleans just a few weeks ago uh, before the rollout uh, on April 6th of the new Weber. And everyone was talking about it. It's a Kamado. It's a Kamado, they keep saying. Um, it's not really a, Maca- uh, a Kamado, excuse me. It's it's uh, based on the classic George Stevens kettle, but it's bigger. Uh, it is double walled with air insulation, meaning as opposed to a ceramic or fiber insulated steel Kamado, it's just steel with uh, uh, two, two walls. You know, the outer and inner wall, both in the dome and in the in the kettle itself, and um, it's it's larger. It's got a 24-inch cook surface as opposed to the 22, 22-and-a-half-inch midsize kettle. Uh, it has a, a thing we really like about it is it has a two-position coal grate, so you can have the coal down low for lower temperature cooking or right up about four inches underneath the cook surface if you're trying to really sear and a nice thing about those two features is that without having the heavy ceramic insulation, uh, although it does hold heat very well, when I did my smoking test, trying to nail 225 over a long period of time, with very little effort, I, I had it going for 12, 13 hours, even though the weather conditions were very chilly and rainy here in the Chicago area. Uh, but it has the ability to be nimble and shift gears temperature-wise because it doesn't have those walls that heat up and will not change for a long period of time. Anyone who's cooked on a ceramic and missed their temperature and shot over it knows that they're in trouble because that thing's not going to come down for many, many moons. Uh, this system will uh, change temperature uh, quick, more quickly, not you know, like that. But uh, it becomes an asset, I believe, and and we're just getting started with this. But um, that would be my my speculation that people will like it. It holds temp good enough for long, low, and snow, slow, but it also can switch. And if I could also add, Greg, <laughs> that because you get that coal grate right up under the um, cook surface uh, when you go to zone, it really works great. Because you really can be very hot and rather cool. I wouldn't say cool, but you know what I mean. You got a really uh, fiery direct side and an indirect side. Fit and finish on the cooker. I mean, you you gave us an, a, a really good idea of how it looks, but when you compare it to some of the Kamado cookers, uh, is it something that you're going to have to look? Notoriously, the Kamado cookers are ceramic and they are billed as being low and slow and hot and fast but they don't really come with anything you got to pay 16 17 1800 or north of that just for the cooker then you got to get a nest and then you got to get all these accessories and all this other stuff uh, does the new summit charcoal series from weber fall into that same category or have they added some value added 
items to that? Uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's decked out, and and I should hasten to add there are a few companies that don't go a la carte on everything, and and we appreciate that, and we're sure the consumers appreciate that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it comes with a diffuser plate that's very unique. It's a stainless steel diffuser plate that um, has uh, hinged sides, so you if you need to add more coal. If you're really going for a long duration, you can. And it has Weber's famous um, cook grate that also has hinged sides. So you you can leave everything cooking and just keep pounding that coal down in there. Um, it also has Weber's uh, gourmet cooking system, which has a removable round center that you can take out and put in an insert like a wok or, or a griddle or what have you. It also has gas ignition like the Performer Deluxe. Um, and, uh, as far as, as construction, when I assembled it, I was struck by how well designed it was, the quality of the parts. Uh, you can, you can just get a sense. And I, and one of our readers bought one and, and, and mirrored my view on that. He said, boy, you, you just, as you're putting it together, as you open the box and see how well packaged it is, how uh, how it fits together so beautifully and you're holding the parts and knowing that they're you can feel the quality in them it's a nice feeling as somebody who just purchased the thing max uh, in regard specifically to the gas ignition system uh, i think I, I you know i hear a lot of feedback from the performer that yeah it's gray but it's kind of chintzy and i don't know if it's going to last a long time is this a little bit more robust or is it roughly the same as what you would get in a in a performer situation um, I must say that I, 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 my sense is it's similar. <laughs> I haven't really looked at them side by side right now. Uh, I don't know that I'd say it looks chintzy. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it appears to be pretty well made to me. Um, my one comment on it is that as I work with it further, uh, although you can start coal both in the lower position and the upper position uh, with with the great coal grade in the, either of those two positions if you're going to cook in the high position and you're going um, for a higher temperature cook right close to the cook surface uh, my inclination would be to say you're better off starting with a chimney uh, because uh, it does tend to uh, get a hot spot you know you, you have a pile of coal and the portion of that that's right over the flame is going to get red hot and you scatter it around. Okay. You know, you can close the lid and let it come up to temp, but if you just use a chimney, you got everything nice and ashed over and you're a little further ahead. Max, quick question here before I let you go. And we, we got about 45 seconds. Do you think ultimately this product is going to fit the niche they're trying to wedge it in or will this drop off and never to be seen again in a year or so? I predict that, first of all, Weber knows what they're doing. They want to introduce this if they didn't think it was going to go. Uh, as you know, Greg, everybody's beefing about the price. Sure. But it's in line with their it's, – it's called a Weber Summit. It's in line with their Summit gas grills. They're not – none of them are for everybody. Some people were never going to spend $1,500 or $2,000 on a grill. Others will, as Weber has already proved to themselves with their Summit line. Um, it's a unique cooker, unique in a very good way. I think it's going to catch on. I, I think it's really nice. 
Max Good is the keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. And uh, after a successful first time tonight, uh, we will figure out a way to get Max on early and often to go over. Maybe we can start like hitting up individual grills and kind of doing in-depth reviews and all that other good stuff. But uh, Max, really appreciate you taking time out tonight. Again, you can find him at AmazingRibs.com. Thanks so much, Max, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Greg. All right, there he is, Max Good. Keeper of the flame, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. He thinks Weber has a hit on their hands. They know what they're doing. Who's going to question them? Perhaps. Perhaps the price is still <laughs> a little steep. Cookshack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers without any amount of experience. Whether you're a backyard barbecue guy like me or you're in the competition circuit in a five-star dining facility, Cookshack Cookshack has the unit that will do the job when with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks. It's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website, cookshack.com. Or follow them on these social media types. Instagrams, the Facebook, YouTubes, the Twitter, Pinterest, and the Google Pluses. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast Eddie Marin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG-1000 can double as a smoker or a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you most for money. Cookshack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in an oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the very best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit cookshack.com. All right. Chris Becker coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back to one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Your two bits of contact information. Do you want to jump in on the show tonight? Getting some questions asking if this is a Weber infomercial. What are you talking about? 
The only way this is a Weber infomercial is if this guy has one on his deck. And guess what? I don't. Oh, it also happens to be, you know, kind of topical and the buzz of the industry. And this show covers the buzz of the industry. Helping me close the show tonight is a longtime sponsor of the show. And if you have any kind of pellet cooker out there, then this is the place you should be buying your fuel from. Let's head to the hotline and welcome back the owner, creator of wood pellets in general, Chris Becker, to the show. Chris, you can be credited with, like, creating the wood pellet from scratch, right? (laughs) Maybe? Well, Greg, you know. Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know about that. All right. Well, well, we can hope and wish that that's the case. Hit, hit, turn your camera on, Chris, for crying out loud. Oh, okay, I can do that. I can scare everybody. Oh, yeah, why there not? We go. Here we Howdy. go. Look at this guy. What up? Hey, are you uh, are you are you an Illinois guy? Uh, actually, I was born in Illinois, but I'm right over the state line. I'm yeah. in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't want to offend you or heap unnecessary praise, but you sound like you sound like meathead. You guys, uh, you, you know, and Scotty Johnson and Ray Lampy, all have that sound. Yeah, we're Midwesterners there. Yeah, you know there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, according to some people in New York, uh, Ohio is also in the Midwest, so that classifies me as a Midwesterner. I'm there. Yeah, That's all right. It's not a bad thing. We'll let you in the door. Yeah, all, right. all right. Very it's good. A good place. Be be fun here. It's it's all right. Chris, let me talk to you since you are uh, you know the keeper of the pellet. Uh, We've talked many times in the past, and we've talked about the growth of the company uh, domestically. But it appears that with the continued growth of Southern-style barbecue across different countries, cookers go there, and more specifically pellet cookers, and you got to fire those things. And perhaps Hong Kong and South Korea don't have wood pellet uh, manufacturing facilities at hand to fire those. So uh, you've kind of grown into the international pellet situation, right? Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, um, we're in our ninth year, and uh, which you know, which is great. And I, you know, first off, I want to say thanks to everybody that's a customer, and you know, really appreciate um, just being a customer and ongoing support from the from the industry. Um, real quick, shout out to Max. Awesome site, by the way, over at Amazing Real. Absolutely. Say that. He's, he's great. Anyway, um, but uh, great shout out to all my customers. I mean, I, I love them, and they do great, and, you know, we appreciate everything. And, yes, we're, we're rolling into uh, what I would call international waters. Um, we landed uh, our, our first uh, bunch of pellets uh, actually just hit south korea uh our first container hit the uk last uh the end of last month um we're in hong kong odd as it is um talking with australia and yeah we're just kind of we're in guam and you know it's looking into puerto rico which is u.s of course but you know we're we're looking yeah When you are getting into the Hong Kongs and the South Koreas and the Guams of the world, is there a lot of what I guess you could call red tape in order to get pellets from America out there, or is it pretty easy, or what? Like, (laughs) not I guess not to bore us with the minutia, but I guess I'm kind of interested to hear you know what that's like. I mean, it's hard enough to do business within the country, but then to go out of country internationally, it's got to be a whole new beast. 
Greg, let me tell you something, buddy. I could pull teeth out of a rhino a lot easier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's just, it just ain't fun. It's, uh, I, think, I think the hardest one was South Korea to this point. The U.K. wasn't bad, um, but South Korea just, they don't get it. Everything is, you know, you have to certify, and we had books of paper, you know, thick, gigantic, thick books of paperwork that we had to go through and fill. You know, it almost gets to a point, do you want to? Um, our, our distributor over there is actually a guy that was living in New York, went back to his family, has a restaurant there, and missed pellet grilling so much, he had two or three pellet grills over there and uses them in his uh, restaurant now. And, um, and he needed, and I hate to say a great pellet, but a great pellet, and he'd used ours and, and wanted them. So, uh, I, you know, God forbid me to say no to anybody, but um, it, it, it worked out. I mean, he had known the product, so that's great, but it, it just works out. So overall, yeah, it's kind of a pain sometimes, but, you know, for me, it's a challenge. So, Chris Becker joining me here on the show. Cookinpellets.com is the website. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, cookinpellets.com. Um, is it always an issue when it's international that somebody is driving the need, or are you reaching out to the international parties and saying, "Hey, we want to sell you pellets"? You know, uh, we we try we we have done both. Uh, a couple of times we've reached out to parties, and it's a pretty big brick road with a huge stop sign. Uh, people just sometimes they just don't get it. Um, when we think they would. And then on other times, you know, you talk to a guy and all of a sudden, boom, it's open. Our distributor in uh, the UK is somebody that's never had a pellet grill, heard of them, has tasted food off of them and wants into it very bad. And he was more than happy. He's somebody that in other business we do, we have done business with him. So you know, for the most part, we sent we we have a huge warehouse over there, so that one was a little bit easier. But it's education, just like it is here. Let me ask you because when we were kind of emailing back and forth about uh, you know things to to chat about here tonight, you had mentioned that there was a, a charity that you are kind of a part of that's like a, a rescue and, and sanctuary for dogs. So, what's your interest in that? Um, you know, I have a very good friend that uh, that loves animals and we support them where we can and i i mean i i i'm on the board of two separate charities um i'm not on the board of hers because she's much smaller she's a non-prof but she out of all of them is probably the most heartfelt person you would ever meet she supports she, this woman loves animals and dogs so much that she right now she has like 18 dogs and they all live in her house. Oh. She doesn't have a separate facility to keep the dogs in. They're all in her hut. Wow. Yeah, she's a little, she's a little, you know, left to center. She's great, but uh, her charity is Yellow Brick Road Rescue dot uh, org. But um, there's a fundraiser. It's f u n d r a z r dot com. And if you just search Yellow uh, Brick Road Rescue, which I wish I had the link and I had given it to you and I forgot, but um, you can go ahead and donate there. She's looking to just raise some money just really for food for the dogs. It, everything she gets goes to her dogs. It, it, but anyway, she's, she's an amazing one. So. 
I think the last time we talked, Chris, you were talking about how you had either just come out with or it, it had been out a little bit while the the cookingpellets.com app is that something that people can still get on their still. smartphones yep. Yep. yep 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 and it's still uh, giving you like the alert to gr- crazy shipping prices from amazon you know we do it for that yeah we go ahead and we send alerts out for shipping we do you know and i you know i'm not a i don't want to have it to be an amazon commercial you know that's not why we're here but uh, everybody that buys pellets knows that shipping pellets is very expensive so when we partnered with Amazon, uh, we supply about 30 of their fulfillment centers across the country to make it easier for our customer base to get them at a fair price. So if they buy them from me and they're not within a three-state, four-state area, you know, it gets stupid. Yeah. So that's, that's why we use the Amazon thing. But I tell you, you know what, go to Amazon and uh, just search cooking pellets and you're going to end up with a much better shipping rate and get the product. If you have a local dealer, by all means, go to our site, look up the dealer page and support your local dealers cuz that's, you know, that's really our bread and butter is having guys out there that that love to cook and those guys do. For those of you that don't have a local dealer, um, go to Amazon, get a Prime membership and you're going to get stuff for free for like next to nothing compared to our site, honestly. Has Amazon allowed you or has it taken you to a quote-unquote next level to some degree? Uh, to some degree, yeah. I, I'm not going to say it's our, you know, it's not all our business because I would never do that. But, um, you know, we just moved into a much larger facility. Uh, in fact, we just passed our first year in the facility um, and more for distribution networking uh, than just to have a larger facility, we needed just more throughput. We couldn't keep enough stock in, uh, even for our dealers. So, you know, we have a 25,000 square foot distribution center, and that just helps us supply everybody. Was Amazon a part of that? Yes, but just as much as our dealers were. So, it, you know, overall, it's, yeah, they, they helped. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie and say they didn't, but, you know, they're a force to be reckoned with, and when they knock, you listen. Chris Becker joining me here on the show. Cookingpellets.com is the website. If you have pellet-fired cookers and you're looking for fuel to fire them up, uh, go ahead and check these guys out, cookingpellets.com. Let me ask you something, Chris, and this is hotly debated. Pellets and their flavors, right? There seems to be always a little bit of debate out there on Facebook or social media or some of the barbecue and grilling forums that I can tell the difference between a species or a type of wood, for instance, uh, oh, that's hickory, and oh, I for sure that's apple and cherry, whatever. Do you think folks can really pick out hickory or apple or pecan or anything like that? You know, I'm not going to insult anybody. Please, this is my show. Feel free to insult. I will take the brunt. I'll I'll insult you, Greg, because the others appreciate that, but I can't do it to the base, but so, in general, there are some people that that do have that quality to be able to pick out specific things. Across the board, I think most people, it's pretty hard, unless it is like a mesquite, which you've had very heavy. Uh, hickory is also, over a time period, is a very heavy wood. So, because of that, certain heavier or super light things can be picked out, but Across the board, I think the general public, and not everybody, but the general public, I think it it makes it pretty hard to assimilate one from the other. But in saying that, if you were to cook with an apple with pork, 
and then somebody switched to maybe uh, Cherry, they could tell that there was a difference. Whether you could do a side-by-side -side with the same exact thing of which one was which, maybe not. But um, there are lighter woods, there are heavier woods, uh, there are some woods that are more heat-based, like the oak and alder-based pellets, which we don't do, But and not that there's anything wrong with a oak or alder-based pellet. Um, we just choose to have a little bit more flavor with ours, and that's why we don't use ours, any oak or alder, because it's more of a flavor profile that we're looking for. But across the board, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think people, everybody wants to think that they know more than the next guy, but I think in sure. the end... A lighter wood is typically associated with the fruits. And then, you know, the heavier stuff is, like you said, mesquite and hickory, maybe sometimes oak, depending on what you're using. So yep. it, if you want a lighter smoke, you trend a little bit more to the fruity if you want something a little bit more. And I know pork to me is always hickory or it's a mix, a mix of hickory and cherry or hickory and apple sure. or something along those lines. But, Agreed, 100%. Yeah, so... And, and, and we do, you know, we... You know, our 100% hickory is just that. It's 100% hickory. And it's great. And we tell people, you know, it, it's it's great for those four to six hour smokes. You're doing ribs, brisket, and the like, you know, burgers or chicken on the grill or something. It's great for that because you get a good smoke flavor. But if you were to use our hickory on a really long smoke or even cold smoking with it a long time, you could oversmoke your food. Our, our perfect mix is hickory based and then it does have that mixture of cherry hard maple and apple that kind of top four hardwoods out there but it it's mixed in a way to where it's not all 25 of each i mean there is a certain percentage and it is more hickory than most but because it doesn't have all hickory it just you can smoke for 14 or so hours and and that perfect mix outsells our hickory like three to one wow. because it is that good Chris, in regards to products, uh, the pellets are, are going very well. You know, are you thinking, or is there anything in the pike new product-wise that you're going to be looking to, to get out in the market at some point this year? I don't know if it's going to happen this year. We're kind of, you know, we're playing around with with something that is more high heat. We hear a lot of people that, you know. Um, specific entry-level grill, grill owners sometimes have a problem with gaining a higher heat in colder climates with our pellets. And that's because we have no oak or alder, which is really the heat source in most of the pellets that are out there. So, you know, it's kind of you get less flavor and more heat. You can't have both, ever have both. It's impossible. Price, quality, service, pick any two. And with this one, it's heat or flavor. So you can't have both of them. Um, so we were... You know, we're kind of testing things and having something that maybe, you know, a, a light. Actually, it's going to be, if anything, it's actually going to be an olive wood um, that would be mixed in with hickory. Yes. And uh, it's it's kind of like oak, but with more flavor because we we're, we we don't we just don't do oak and alder and never will. Um, again, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just us. So what we're testing right now is actually olive wood and uh, and hickory, and you're the you show's the first one to hear it. So we'll see how that works out. Is olive wood like? Uh, pardon my ignorance, but is that like 
widely available? Have you cornered no. Greece and are importing olive uh, branches I, or what? I, I, I have I have kind of cornered the market on olive wood. Uh, it is a uh, Ash family wood, and uh, it is only specific in certain areas. But we have found um, enough of it for us that is wow. it's renewable one, and uh, in the parties that we're working with, it's one of their renewable items. So. Wow. All right, yeah. cool. So that's something new, uh, as we call it here in the uh, news business, scoop from Cook and Pellet yeah. Second. That, that would be a scoop. Uh, Chris, anything else in regards to the business that you would like to let the fans and the customer base know about before I let you go tonight? You know, uh, no, just uh, all over. You know, I appreciate everybody that listens to the show. I appreciate you very much. Uh, you, you do a great job. And, uh, you know, just... Just thanks to the customers. You know, we just try to do what we can. Um, you know, we changed a little bit on the website and offered some bulk pricing stuff if people don't know or haven't been there for a while. Um, and, and it's a flat fee bulk price. You don't have to figure out where you're at to figure out what pricing and shipping. And, you know, o- overall, we're just trying to make it easier for the customer. So if you get a dealer by you, use your dealer. Um, if you don't, go to Amazon. Prime members don't pay jack for shipping, right. and you can get stuff pretty cheap. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any concerns or anything else, just drop us a line. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. All right. Uh, Chris Becker is at Cook and Pellets. You can find him at cookandpellets.com. Also, a fledging website called Amazon.com also sells yeah. their material as well. So uh, check them out there if you're so inclined. Chris, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks, buddy. You have a good one. You got it. There he is, Chris Becker, cookandpellets.com. Oh, that's so unprofessional, my transition. That's crazy. Olive goes great with spinach. Popeye. Hey, meathead, bringing the heat at the end of the show. Wow. Here's what we've learned with Chris Becker. Support your dealers. And I say that all the time. So what's the, what's the, people email me all the time. How can I support the show? What can I do to support the show? Support the sponsors. If you get the newsletter At the very bottom of the newsletter, there's everybody that is currently sponsoring the show. You can also go to the main website and off to the kind of bottom right-hand side, you have the logos of everybody that supports the show. So use those and at what I say, give uh, show sponsors first consideration. In the end, if you decide another product is right for you, I can't make you buy something. But at least go to the sponsors' websites and check out what they have. And if it seems to fit, you know, buy from them. As he said, buy from a dealer. If you have a Cook and Pellets dealer near you, buy them. If not, Amazon.com. Look, I think one of the greatest things in the world, even at $90 a year or however much it is, is Amazon Prime. It's two-day shipping. It doesn't cost you anything other than $90. It gives you a host of access to a whole bunch of other things like streaming and music and all this other stuff. So... Support the dealers, like Chris said, and then if you can't, go to Amazon.com, download their app, cookandpellets.com, download the app to your phone. I don't think there's any other pellet maker out there right now that has an app that will alert you to special shipping prices and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Chris Becker, cookandpellets.com. And now we make hay to get the hell out of here on time, all the way back in the first hour. All the way back in the first hour. We talked with Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Little bit on the Weber. Lot of bit on the myth busting. Little recap on the Chi-Town visit and 2006 Silver Oak. In the second hour, Max Good 
dot a lot more in depth on the new Weber charcoal series and says in the end while pricing may be a point of contention the product is good it's here to stay and uh, a success for Weber now and ongoing Chris Becker cookingpellets.com talking about getting into Hong Kong South Korea Guam UK also For those of you looking to get a little more heat in the future, olive wood and the flavor wood. Huh, olive wood? I thought that only grew in Greece for the olive oil. Fresh, uh, first cold pressed. That's my favorite. Extra virgin olive oil. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.